Worldwide, cardiovascular disease affects the lives of hundreds of millions. Dedicated cardio nerds everywhere are working hard to fight this global epidemic. These are their stories. My dear cardio nerds, this is Amit Goyal. Join us on a new adventure as we journey through the maze of clinical practice guidelines. In this series, Decipher the Guidelines, we will take a deep dive into the 2021 ESC Cardiovascular Prevention Guidelines, focusing on similarities and differences from the American guidelines. This is a multidisciplinary collaboration between the Cardiators, the ACC Prevention of Cardiovascular Disease Section, the National Lipid Association, and the Preventive Cardiovascular Nurse Association, developed with a mentorship from Dr. Eugene Yang. And remember, CardioNerds is a fellow-founded, independent educational platform. The views expressed here do not necessarily reflect the opinions or policies of our employers. Do be a nerd and spread the word on social media and help others find us by rating and reviewing the show on your favorite podcast platform. And with that, it's time to get nerdy. The following question refers to figure six through eight from section 3.2 of the 2021 ESC Cardiovascular Prevention Guidelines. The question is asked by student Dr. Hirsch Elhans, answered first by Ohio State University Cardiology Fellow, Dr. Ali Bajay, and then by expert faculty, Dr. Eugene Yang. Dr. Eugene Yang is Professor of Medicine at the University of Washington and the Chair of the ACC Prevention of Cardiovascular Disease Section. Thanks, Dan. So let's jump right into the question. The 2021 ESC CV Prevention Guidelines recommend a stepwise approach to risk stratification and treatment options. What's the first step in risk factor treatment, regardless of past medical history, risk factors, or established ASCVD? Option A is initiate statin for a goal LDL of less than 100. B, assess family history of premature CVD. C, counsel on a ketogenic diet. Or D, stop smoking and lifestyle recommendations. Allie, I would love your help thinking through this problem. Thanks, Hirsch. Love the question. Let's go through some of these answer options. Option A, initiate statin for goal LDL less than 100. So that answer is incorrect. While initiating a statin therapy for goal LDL less than 100 may be an appropriate treatment option for some patients, it is not the first step per the stepwise approach recommended in the ESC guidelines. Whether or not to initiate a statin depends on a multitude of factors, including estimated 10-year CBD risk, age, comorbidities, established ASCVD, and patient preference, of course. The first step for patients with established ASCVD includes LDL reduction to goal less than 70, a class 1 recommendation, with intensification to a goal LDL less than 55, based on residual 10-year CVD risk, lifetime CVD risk, and treatment benefit, comorbidities, frailty, and patient preference. Primary prevention of ASCVD first targets LDL goal less than 100, a class 2A recommendation, in appropriately selected patients. Option B, assess family history of premature CVD, is incorrect. While assessing family history of premature CVD should be part of an initial evaluation and certainly considered a risk-enhancing factor, it is not a modifiable risk factor with regards to treatment. Option C, counsel on ketogenic diet, is incorrect. A ketogenic diet is not endorsed nor recommended by ACCHA or ESC. Option D, however, stop smoking and lifestyle recommendations is correct. Smoking cessation and lifestyle modifications recommended for everyone across the spectrum of risk, including for both primary and secondary prevention, is a class 1 recommendation. 
It is worth noting that many patients can move themselves towards a lower-risk category without taking drugs just by stopping smoking. Studies have shown benefit of a stepwise approach to treatment intensification. Attainment of treatment goals is similar, side effects are fewer, and patient satisfaction is significantly higher with such an approach. It is not recommended to stop assessment of treatment goals after the first step. So the main takeaway from this question is a stepwise approach to treatment intensification is recommended. The first step being to stop smoking and lifestyle recommendations for all patients. Dr. Yang, I'd love to hear your thoughts and expertise on this question. Thank you, Allie. So I think this is really where the guidelines have similar recommendations. For all patients as a preventative cardiologist and in cardiology in general, I think addressing modifiable risk factors and lifestyle are really very important. For this particular individual that we're discussing, a hypothetical patient, we definitely would want to talk about smoking cessation. Our new 2019 prevention guideline strongly recommends looking at tobacco use as a potential vital sign. And for each visit that we have with our patients, we should be using that and documenting active tobacco use instead of recommending perhaps discussion of tobacco sensation. The current recommendations really recommend taking some immediate action. And that means to consider using nicotine replacement products, to consider starting patients on pharmacotherapy, as well as recommending patients undergo behavioral counseling for smoking cessation. So that's a really important thing that has changed in the U.S. guideline and in the European guideline as well, recommendations on lifestyle changes with respect to trying to optimize things such as diet, sodium intake, exercise, and physical activity. Those themes are very much shared between the U.S. and the European guideline. So those recommendations, I think, are the cornerstone for us in cardiology and specifically in prevention to focus on the modifiable risk factors with respect to diet, exercise, lifestyle, tobacco cessation, alcohol consumption. They're all highlighted in both guidelines. I think one of the things that may be difficult really is that we have a limited amount of time to talk to patients. So how do we address these issues with patients within the limited time that we have? So I always tell colleagues as well as other physicians that we're not going to fix everything in one visit. I think we should really focus on one issue, really try to see if we can improve that particular modifiable risk factor. So certainly tobacco cessation would be a top priority. So focusing on that through either referring patients to behavioral therapy, starting the patient on a nicotine replacement products or therapies or, or other pharmacotherapies would be the thing to focus on. I don't think we can try to also tell the patient that they need to start exercising 150 minutes a week. They need to reduce their alcohol consumption and change their diet because that's probably going to be less effective. So giving the patient perhaps one goal to try to improve their cardiovascular health and optimize these risk factors or modifiable and behavioral changes is probably more likely to be successful. Thanks so much, Dr. Yang and, and Ali. I think this discussion has been really helpful for me. And it's a really great reminder that cardiovascular health is a big project for anyone, but taking a stepwise approach can really help that project feel more manageable. Beep. Beep.